Hey guys, it's Thursday, so it's time for Broadcast Now, the show that talks about everything that has to do with broadcasting, except for today. Actually, we're going to talk content creation. And the reason is because I think, based on the subject today, about motivation, and I'm not talking about motivational speaking, I'm talking about motivation. What drives you to go live? What drives you to want to do this? Despite tons of factors, people harassing you, people giving you a hard time, people not showing up to watch your live feed. These are things we want to talk about with the panel today. And of course, we're joined as always by Mr. Marty McPadden from podjam.tv. Welcome. Steven, how are you? It's a great topic. I know it's not technical, but we were in the pre-show, we were talking about some of the things we we're going to cover. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is pro next to getting set up technically. I think this is probably a very close second that a lot of people struggle with. So I'm looking forward to getting into this. Absolutely. And as always, we have the doctor of style, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Mr. I've got to get a cheer from Marty, so I'll have him a cheer. And um, hey, Stephen, thank you. It's going to be awesome tonight. It's a great topic, um, and you go through ups and downs, no matter what your hobby, career is doing, especially in content creation. So you have those days that are good days, and you have bad days. Well, so it'll be a, an exciting topic to cover. It was weird because today. And this is going to be more of a free-flowing roundtable, guys, so just so you you get that. So please with us. feel free to throw in the comments. But it was funny. I had, I had emails from people today as well as comments from people today that watched my Friday show with Glenn and Doug that were like, are you quitting? Are, is, 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 that, is the message today for Broadcast Now like you telling us that you don't have motivation to do this anymore? And it's quite the opposite, actually. Uh, but I... I know everybody goes through these ups and downs. Everybody, especially when you start out, right? You start out, you start with this this adrenaline rush, right? Like I want to do this. I I'm gonna go live. And and Greg, you you actually got a piece of gear from somebody that quit probably before he hit 15 episodes or even got off the ground. Yes. Right. Very very nice very nice donation to the studio today. I'm gonna be working with Central Control. We just had Joe to Max to. I'm looking at getting a Behringer uh, X Touch Universal Control, but I wanted to mess with this a little bit. So I actually messaged Joe today and I said, "Hey, buddy, does uh, this AKAI 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 MPD two two six work with Central Control?" He goes, "Absolutely." So um, my nephew's quitting is my blessing. So I'm looking forward. <laughs> hey. But, you know, it's little things like that. It motivates you on the technical side, not the content side, to keep getting better and better. So it's it's exciting. Well, and something I always forget to do, and you do so well on your show, so we're going to hand it off to you. Give a welcome to all the folks in the chat room, why don't you? Well, I see Lindsay Badger coming in and saying, Helcom, hel Helcom and welcome. <laughs> Hello and welcome to uh, Broadcast uh, Therapy. I also see, I think Cryotech is um enjoying your setup there steven if you could give him a big over picture your top camera he'd like <laughs> he to like, see that he loves um, that he loves this he oh, does he the there you away. go cryotech just for you my man um and i saw what it what it was brad in here saying i don't know i've got four chats opened yeah brad said it sounds like me lol um the the reality is tonight 
talking about this topic of motivation, talking about streaming, talking about consistency, it doesn't probably matter if you are just starting, have a few viewers, you're getting some momentum, um, or, you know, even coming from Marty's side where he was on the, you know, the production side of ESPN, but I mean, ESPN broke the mold, you know, when they came out um, in, what was it, 79 or 80, somewhere back then. 79, broke the very mold. good. 19, that's pretty smart. <laughs> he, he did his homework before the show, folks. You did. No, wow. I did not. That's coming right off of here. Wow. Well, so uh, my point, my point being, you always have motivation when you look up in that corner and you see, 50 viewers or a hundred viewers or maybe 10 viewers or five and you're just starting or 500 that motivation's easy but the only way you're going to get to that level is by bringing the same energy if you have zero that's right to the, to the same level when you have 500 or a thousand so that's a little bit about what we're going to be talking about tonight so it's exciting <laughs> what's funny is i put this topic out yesterday you guys all saw it. I, I put it out, subscribe. I get all these emails from everybody else. But do you think my co-host messaged me like, are you going down a dark hole? Is there something we, do we need to do an, inter, an intervention? No. <laughs> these guys get on. They're like, all right, we're ready. ready Let's go. Uh, I like Lindsay Badger saying broadcast. That's exactly what it is. Broadcast <laughs> it really is. And you know, it's funny because normally we do shows that are pretty structured. I feel all relaxed now. I feel like we can just yeah. like a rap session here. You know, it's like, let's go. That's what you this know? is going to be. You, you know, today. Um, speaking of that, Marty, on Tuesday night, my program typically. So in my program, my structure, you know, I'm looking at current events. I'm having guests doing interviews, looking at certain topics. And this is a, um, it's like a novel. I don't just look at one day's events. This has been building for 12 months, 18 months. And then the stories just kind of build. It's like a narrative, building a narrative. But you just made that statement how I'm very relaxed and this is going to be a really good stream. On Tuesday night, I had my mentor on my program as a guest. And I changed my entire format. Um, and for 45 minutes, we had a conversation about current events and things going on in the world. And um, it was refreshing. So even changing it up sometimes um, gives you that energy and gives you that desire to keep going and to yep. do more and expand. And speaking of energy, what a segue. He didn't even know I was going to do that. But, but hey, we're free flowing here. Uh, I'm stealing a segment just for tonight, a once and done segment from Greg. If anybody's ever watched the show, he does. Well, I'll let him share it with you. Ladies and gentlemen, what you are about to witness is not only exciting and educational, but sometimes a bit risky as well. Do not try this at home. It's time for the beverage of the night. So normally I don't do this. But this week, if you guys followed my social media, I was gifted because of showing my my studio online from New Tech. They gifted me this energy drink here. And it's ultra high energy drink. It's in UHD. And if you're familiar with video, that's what kind of makes this even funny. Because it's ultra high def energy. 
I don't know, you guys, I don't know any video company <laughs> that makes energy drinks. <laughs> that kind of scares me a little bit. And I figured this kind of falls, Greg, into your category of the beverage of the night because I got two of them. One of them's on display back there, and this one I'm going to open. So I don't know if... That's it. Put it up is, against the mic. This is going to be... It looks kind of clear. Let's get a review on the spot. It doesn't have a smell. First impressions. <laughs> Maybe it smells a little bit like Red Bull. Let's. Oh wow. Okay, that's potent. That I like energy <laughs> drinks. That's potent. That's enough to make the eyes cry. Okay, so if I'm uh, during the show, if I start, you know, going like this. You know, you, you know what happened. <clears throat> you know what's funny, Stephen? Because I wow. do that on my program. That's a that's a segment from my program. Yes, it is. Friday. Um, and here's what's so funny: people love it when I give you know the review and do it just like you did. You did a really good job there. But man, when I start describing it, like ninety percent of the drinks that are sent in to <laughs> my program are trash, yeah. and they do it on purpose to get a response, and they love it. You know pure trash or have you ever stuck a straw in a toilet and sucked? that's what it tastes like <laughs> have you fell in a mud puddle with your mouth open that's what that one tastes like so uh just have some fun with it and honestly this is the kind of stuff we're talking about you know if you're so programmed in your stream if you're so calculated that you lose humanity if you lose the ability to look through the camera and know that you're audience and your community is looking back to you and you have connections whether it be a beverage of the night whether it be personal stories whether it be you know talking back and forth with those that are chatting if you don't have that you're not going to have much you really are not um you think about all the people that you like and if i think about marty right now you know and i i was able to pull 79 out of my brain somehow um, but <laughs> let's be honest. I feel like I personally know Chris Berman. <laughs> I've never met Boomer. Chris Berman. Okay. But the dude's a legend and his personality, the, and you may hate him. I don't know, but I'm just telling you from a viewer, you know, it's, he made you feel like you knew him. So I think that's important. It, it helps get past those days when you're not motivated because you know you're actually helping somebody, you're building a connection, you're giving a smile to their day, you're answering a question. It's very important. Yeah, I think I, I, just to kind of dovetail on what you're saying about Chris Berman, I think that what you see from a guy like that and from anybody that's successful and builds an audience, including you, you Greg, is and I've and I've told this to like uh, I know my friend Mark Rogers. He has he's built this. He's been on YouTube now over ten years. He's built it up to the point where now he's full time does college football content. And the key really is be yourself. You know I remember mm -hmm. t talking to Mark about this. Just getting into it is I think I think the people that that maybe run into roadblocks or maybe get unmotivated is. I think they're more worried about or more concerned about putting on a performance, unless you're doing a, 
a play or a performance or some type of performance art, that's a different story. If you're an actor or whatever, and you're playing a character, that's fine. But if you're just doing a live stream, you know, and, and doing a show, it's really important just be yourself and you'll attract the audience instead of trying to go after and trying to put on some performance. Cause that'll, it, 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 first of all, people see right through it. And second of all, mm -hmm. you're going to get bored with it, you know, because you're putting on a performance and it's very taxing. Instead of just being yourself and attracting that, gaining the energy um, from the audience. The other thing is, you know, I think what pulls people back and Stephen, I think we may get into the, you know, or Greg, I think you had, you, you had that Akai uh, MIDI device from someone that maybe is 15 episodes in and gets bored. And that's usually when you see it where maybe 15, 20 episodes of podcasting or whatever it happens to be, and they lose interest and they hit that wall. And, and part of it also is, are they, are you really interested in the, in the subject matter? Is that something that you would, and I remember talking to Mark, is this the question I asked them is, is this something you would do for free because you love it? You know, and I would mark his passion is college football and he would watch it every single weekend. And it's something he would be doing regardless if there was YouTube or what, it doesn't matter. He was into it and he's been into it ever since he was a little kid. Now you have these platforms and you can share your passion. And I think, and it sounds so simplistic, but it's so true. You got to make sure that you're really, is this something you really love? And that's mm -hmm. going to get you through the tough parts. I think the, one of the toughest parts is people get so wrapped up in the view numbers right out of the gate. And I remember, you know, I'm not sure people on here have heard of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, but one of the things, you know, he's very successful in the business world. He's, he's an online personality. He has, a, he has an ad agency. He's built up a business over the past 20 years. He started out in, in, um, as a little kid and selling baseball cards, and, and his father has a liquor store, and that's how he got in the business. So he started and built up the liquor store and built the business, very business-oriented. I remember when he first got into online and doing video, one of the pieces of advice he gave, I think is very, very important, is he did these wine shows, like what you call a wine library TV, where he was in a bottle of wine, talk about it, taste tests and all that. And he got into it and he'd do it every day or every week or whatever. I remember when he first got into it, he said, you know, for the first year, I just put my head down. I just, I didn't look at a single analytic because it wasn't about that. It was about my love of wine, presenting this to it, connecting with the audience. Nobody's watching in the beginning. And that's probably what people ha you know, are dealing with. Nobody's going to, you know, you're going to be doing this and probably going to get one or two people in the beginning and you build it up. And, you know, again, having fun with it, something you really love. And that really stuck with me because I think that's what trips people up too, is they look at the numbers and it takes a long time to build it up. And if you're just looking at the numbers and getting discouraged and that starts affecting you and you're presenting a topic because you just think it's popular and you really don't love it. No wonder why you're going to quit after 15 shows, you know, and that's one of the other things that really, you know, declines the motivation. That's so that's, think about that's something Stephen, before I throw it to you, I want to just in Marty's words, I want to dovetail on what Marty said. Um, <laughs> I love that. Well, first of all, Joe Zahidas in the chat says, Hi guys, I think more people lose motivation when the numbers viewers don't keep matching ratcheting up all the time. And then Lindsay said it would be exhausting to play a fake version of yourself. So the first thing I wanted to say was dovetailing what Marty said is this if you be yourself. It's much easier to be yourself 
than some other persona. And if you're some other persona that you only appear on when the camera's on, sometimes it's hard to remember who you were the last show. If you're always yourself, you know who you need to be. Secondly, when you're building out your channel and you're growing your community, let's just be honest. Are you ready for honest? I think so. Everybody wants to see yes. their numbers go up. Yep. Everybody wants to see their numbers go up. Of course. But that's not the ultimate motivation. And I personally believe for motivation and streaming, the best analysis you can get when you are starting out as I was last year is not the number of viewers, but for me, it was retention. So when I do my content and I do my programs on Tuesdays and Fridays, and then even Wednesdays for the music and now broadcast now on Thursdays, I'm actually looking at the analytics of how long my viewers are staying with me. My program is 60 minutes long. My viewer retention rate, retention rate on average is 48 minutes. That means that most people watching my program are giving me the entire hour. Now I'm seeing the numbers go up, but what I'm building is a community. So analytics are important. Being yourself is important, but most importantly, loving what you do and allowing it to build over time. It's key. So I want to talk a little bit about statistics on this, about why people quit. Um, I mentioned that most people, and you can look it up, most people before they hit their 15th episode will quit. And it's usually due to one of these three things, lack of time, lack of resources, and lack of viewers. Just like Greg was, was saying about viewers, people lose sight. And I know this is kind of an outlet for the three of us to sit down and collaborate about the things that we love in broadcasting. And it's great to have an audience to sit in here and listen. But at the end of the day, I mean, I look back to when Marty and I and Mike, um, Mike uh, used to do this show. We had, well, we had a bunch of co-hosts. I was thinking back Richard Cleveland as well. Um, and when we did this very beginning with Eric Lanigan, we had, I mean, we were getting hundreds of viewers that were watching this live. And obviously we took a five-year hiatus. We came back to redo it because there was a need. You know, people people are like sponges and they kind of gravitate. You know, they'll gravitate to certain things. And it got to the point where it was just saturated. It was, uh, you know, just super saturated the area. So I walked away from it and I said, I'm not doing a show about it. Lost my motivation on doing it. But then there was a new group of streamers. Things that Marty and I talked about years ago and said, you know what, there's going to come a point in time where you're going to have to throw away the, qu the quantity and focus on the quality. Well, guess what, folks? The time is here and the time is now, which is why you're seeing this uprise of people trying to get higher quality. Greg, that was one of the things you said to me when we talked about your stream. You did everything you could within your means, but you wanted to step it up mm -hmm. even further. You wanted to get even deeper. You wanted to get harder. Stephen, you're not telling them the complete truth. The complete truth is Stephen is the wizard. <laughs> and I started out oh last, last Stephen's March. Stephen's buzzing on this stuff. Just man. a webcam <laughs> and a gaming computer. Um, 
little microphone, but the content was there. Content was and there. Steven could see the future when I couldn't. I didn't know what to look for. I didn't know what to see. I just know I can deliver the content. And Steven actually messaged me and says, listen, you got good content, but your, your stream sucks. <laughs> I probably said okay. it just In like very that too. <laughs> polite, polite way. But he didn't just stop there. He says, I want to see you succeed. Come over to my house. I'm going to give you a camera. I'm going to set your lights up. We'll help build your studio. And that started, of course, what now will be a lifelong friendship and relationship. And um, through that, now 18 months later, I'm sitting here with Steven. I'm friends with Marty McFadden, Jeff Fitzgerald, Joe Max, Joe Zahidas, John Mahoney, and the list goes on and on and on. You, it's unbelievable, you know. But, Steven, something that you and I talk about many times in regard to motivation is you must be consistent. Yep. You've got to commit to the process, you know. I had to make a quick trip to Oklahoma City um, to visit my grandmother. And um, a couple of weeks before that, I had to go to Virginia. And I took my MacBook Pro with me. And Stephen produced my Tuesday program while I was on the road. And I called in. And then when the program's over, he called me back and goes, man, the, the, the show was great, but we got to step that up when you're on the road. Now I had to run to Oklahoma City for my grandmother. I took my, one of my sh streaming computers. I took a webcam. I took a mic. And um, I was ready to call in. And Stephen could have done it for me, but he was gone. So I produced it myself there. But I had the right resources. So even though I was gone, even though I was away, I made time to commit to the process. And I'm telling you, it reaps, it reaps huge dividends, huge dividends. So be consistent and um, it'll shock you the results that'll come and the relationships that will be built that will help you get through the low days when you don't feel like doing it. And that's what Brad said here. Brad said, you know, you should be consistent in streaming uh, if you want to see your community um, built up. And he's right. I mean, there's times like I know in two weeks, um, Every year I do a hunting thing with my brother. We're going to be taking the, the week off. But I think if you let your audience know and you just don't not show up, like there's times where I, how many of you guys have watched a show and you go and like <clears throat> there's a certain guy that used to play Call of Duty all the time in the evenings. And I used to watch him from like, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night until sometimes one in the morning and listen to him scream and yell and throw things at the uh, at the TV. Um he went into hiding here, as you can see. Um, he went into hiding there. That was my logo. Because this guy, I used to sit there and I used to watch. And then all of a sudden, he was there one day and gone the next. So the next day I would show up. Then the next day I would show up. And then finally I was like, well, heck with this guy. He can't even tell his audience that he's off the air and he's not streaming. I'm saying this not to put Greg on the spot because Greg and I talked off air. But honestly... That's what people think when, when you just vanish. If you let them know in advance, because they're, they're, they're set, setting time aside for you and for them to get content. They're, they're setting that time aside to watch you, listen to you, interact with you, or they could watch it in reruns. You should have enough decency 
that should be motivation for you enough to let them know, hey, in two weeks, we're not doing shows that week because I'm on a hunting trip or I'm on vacation or whatever. Uh, you know, that's something, Marty, I mean, would you agree? Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll even go a step further. Uh, I think people sometimes, if you, it, and obviously this show is a weekly show. A lot of sh pe shows that people do are weekly shows. Doesn't have to be weekly, you know, and I think to kind of um, dovetail <laughs> on what you're saying, um, <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, commit to something that you're, that you, that you know, you're going to be able to do because you can always up it right so if you're starting out you're not quite sure what your time commitment is and everyone has stuff to do and you still might love what you're doing maybe it's every two weeks maybe it's a monthly thing i don't know you know i mean but you can start and you can always up the frequency but i think the consistency is key i think if you can get there i think people that, that's one that's a really important way to how to build an audience because i think people over time will get used to that so, you know, make sure you're comfortable with the frequency. There's no hard and fast rule. Some people do daily shows, whatever it happens to be. or And even the length of the show, I'll even throw that in. I mean, we do the show, it's an hour. Now we try to really hold to an hour because we're, we're syndicated to, um, you know, the, the radio station. So we try to, you know, really hit that time. But also for the benefit of the audience. I mean, they know if they want to tune in live at 6 o'clock Eastern on Thursdays, it's going to be an hour and they know at least going in, okay, this is what I got to invest if I want to see the whole show live. And I think that's important too, whether it's live show, whether it's recorded, whether it's podcasting, whatever it is, that consistency of show length, you know, maybe format, people like to get used to it. I know Greg, you know, it's I love the example Greg's set with the different segments he does with the beverage of the night. Those are fun segments, but it's something that people look forward to. And it's, and it's also that familiarity of the show. People get familiar with the host, with the format. And there's a comfort factor there. It's almost like a family, you know? So there, you know, when you're designing a show, when you're going, those little, those little bits and those little segments are kind of a cool thing to do. Cause it, it's that, Oh, come on, you know, come on in. The water's fine. You know, it's like one big family, you know, we're doing this segment and, and people like that. And they like the, you know, they, they know that they're familiar with it. So, yeah, I would say, you know, with the, with the consistency, yeah, I mean, be, be careful with the commitment. Make sure that you can commit to the time frame and also the, the show length. Well, and I think people like to get used Greg, to Greg, I think we need a new segment called the Dovetail of the Night. <laughs> yes, the Dovetail of the Night. I will be developing that in graphic production. Oh, boy. And um, that will be coming. But listen, in all seriousness, think about this um, as I dovetail off of Marty. Um, I have a streamer um, that I enjoy watching. He does two streams a day, um, and I just enjoy the guy. It's um, he streams about cryptocurrency, and I'm into researching and learning and doing all that jazz. Um, but I really enjoy the guy's streams. He's genuine. He's there consistent at eleven thirty and eight thirty twice a day i know that's brutal um but here's the thing he's got a huge audience got a i've talked to him several times personally um the one thing i appreciate about him was even today 11 30 a.m he was traveling um to san antonio texas going through an airport 
at the time he was supposed to be streaming. I can sympathize with that. I used to travel an unbelievable amount, and my travel will pick up some in a post-pandemic world, hopefully. Um, but at 11.30, he still popped on live on the YouTube, sitting in the airport, saying, hey, guys, I know I'm always here at 11.30. I'm here. I've got 10 minutes. I'm getting ready to board a plane. Want to give you a shout-out. Say, this is what's happening today. This is what's happening today, and uh, I'll see you tonight. Bam. It didn't take an hour. We're still in your, I mean, there's a lot of power in this baby right here. Mm -hmm. Not mine. It's a seven, but I'm getting a new one. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of power in this baby to keep your momentum, your community going. And honestly, people appreciate it. And I think, Marty, what you said is absolutely correct. Your and it was, I think it was Cryotech that wrote in there. What What is your goal? Money, fun, or an audience? Well, hold that you have thought. have to identify that hold, as well. Hold that thought. I'm not going there. Okay, I'm not going I'm, there. But okay. this is all about ultimately creating a family. And I don't care if it's a streaming channel or it's ESPN in the peak of its glory days. You have a family. And um, we can all learn from that. And in the world in which we live, which is now very divided and struggling on many fronts, having a family atmosphere where we can lay down differences and come together as a community is fantastic and should be a goal for everybody. I wasn't trying to uh, cut you off there, but I do want people to think about this. We're going to take a quick break. But I want, I want to get some feedback from the audience, not just from the panel here, about what is your goal? When you're doing these live streams, a lot of you guys are doing live streams that watch this show. Is it money? Is it more audience? It, or is it just for fun? These are the things that we want to talk about when we come back. I'm glad he brought that up because that was something that I always ask people when they start podcasting or live streaming. What's your goal? We'll be right back right after this. This episode is sponsored in part by PTZ Optics. Why hire a camera operator when the control is in your hands? Visit ptzoptics.com for more information. And by NewTek, makers of the TriCaster TC1. Stun your viewers, not your accountant. Visit NewTek.com for more information. I'm laughing because of Brad in the chat room here. Pizza Joe's commercial. You know, I have, I'd like to get that going. The bad part about the Pizza Joe's commercial, even though it's vintage, it has my uh, since past father-in-law in it, uh, but it's, it's standard definition. It, it just looks bad. It's like 480p and I just, it doesn't do it justice. But if you really want me to bring that commercial back, I'm sure my mother-in-law wouldn't care that we're promoting her pizza shop. Classic. Uh, we can bring that back. I think Brad just wants to see the girl in it. I think that's the I think, I think that's so. the underlying um, condition here that he's talking about. I'm expecting the Pizza Joe's commercial next week. <laughs> that's all I'm saying, and I've never seen it. <laughs> we'll have to do that. 
Uh, John right. Pareto in the chat room, uh, he he said his goal is to retire. And I'm, oh, I'm so he's trying to build up an empire, build up a business. Uh, I don't know. Let, let's let's start with you, Marty. I mean, what's what's your goal? I mean, because you don't do on camera as much as you do production work for people. So, I mean, if somebody was going to ask you, like, what what's your goal, Marty, through all this? What what is your goal? Uh, well, I mean, to do a show with you, your friend of mine, you know, and, and Greg, uh, I think that when you came, when you came to me rebooting broadcast now, I mean, it was an automatic yes, because I just do enjoy it. Um, I think the goal is just to share knowledge. I mean, I'm not, I don't really have, you know, I have a YouTube channel. I don't, I don't really post actively on it. Uh, luckily business is good. I enjoy what I do. I like the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, I've gotten a lot more into editing, things like that. Then, you know, I do some live streaming. So I think on this particular thing, you know, just sharing knowledge and having fun with you guys, you know, I mean, that's all and see where it goes, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, it's not, it's certainly not money on this, <laughs> but it's more fun and more sharing knowledge. And, uh, cause I, I you know, it's funny in the business that I, I'm in, uh, you know, there's, it's it's exploding and so many people want to either get into live streaming or podcasting or producing media and really they really don't know where to go and i and i work with a lot of other businesses that that they're not professionals in this but they know they have to produce content and if you have a, a skill and some knowledge this is where you know it's it's a great match you know and i realize also that people are getting into it and one of the things i try to do and and i explain this even to clients it's like, I don't expect anybody to know this stuff. Like if I'm doing a recording session and you're having trouble with your microphone, we can go through it. Don't feel bad. And I always try to put them at ease. I mean, don't feel bad. You're not expecting to know this is not your first job. You know, if you're doing it for the first time. So if we can share some, you know, share tips or share knowledge here, just to make it a little less mystifying and realize, you know, it's everyone starts out like Steven, like your story, we've gone through this a million times. You started from square one, right? And you you had that you know highlight tape where you go through it and you show how you started. Everyone does it, you know. So I think that's really kind of what I like to bring to this is if I can share a little bit something I know, maybe you don't, and maybe you need help. Great, that's and that makes me feel good. So, Greg, you started with a little bit of a different reason behind you uh, as motivation. So why don't you why don't you talk a little bit about that? Your your motivation behind starting the Greg Terry experience uh, for those. I, I want to go through all this because I want people to understand where the motivation came from behind this. And we'll just all piggyback off of that. Content and hope in a hopeless world. So I cranked up right after the global pandemic was declared because we had to make some adjustments in our local ministry here in church and um i had no idea that a current events and a news program and broadcast now and all these relationships would come out of that i literally sat in front of my computer with a webcam um so i'm looking in the chat and i see where cryotech said you know is your goal money audience fun lindsey badger talks about building the family um cryotech comes back with Twitch salary leaks. Some people may be drawn towards streaming to make that kind of money. Um, and that's great. But he, he, here's what the advice I would give after what I've learned. 
and being in connection with people behind the scenes now a little bit. If you chase money, you'll never make it. If you chase numbers, you'll never make it. But if you chase content, if you have goals, if you set them that you try to attain that are attainable and you are consistent, you will build an audience, you will build a community. And that is, you know, let's be honest. This is broadcast now. Let's be honest. If you do not have any talent, it's not going to happen, period. There must be some gifting talent inside of you and a desire and a joy, you know, and it, that doesn't mean that you don't have a talent in another area. That's what makes the pieces of the puzzle and the world work. You know, we, we everybody has a role. Everybody has a purpose. Not everybody's a content person. Not everybody's a streamer. Not everybody's a, a, a front of camera person. You must, you've got to have the ability, the talent, the gifts. But with all that said, if you get into this to chase money, you'll never catch it. If you get into this to, uh, oh, I want to get a thousand viewers on a consistent basis, you'll never make it if those are your only goals. But if you get into this to actually broadcast, get a message out, be consistent, build a community, care about your community, interact with your community, the community will chase you and money will follow that. It's very easy. It's, it's simple. I think when I first started, my goal at the time was to help people. That's something that, that was my draw, to build community, to be able to help people with the knowledge that I had. That was something that, to this day, uh, people used to tease, you know, they used to sit there and go, this is the most interactive tech show on on the planet. You know, that was just kind of a, an inside joke, but everybody, because that, that was what I did. I interacted with the chat room. We'd answer the, you know, the, the questions. We'd have a panel of folks, just like we do now. And it kind of morphed. And as I started going with this, I realized that there had to be a way that I could, dare I say, monetize off of it. But not in the sense of, like you were saying, Greg, we were chasing money. I really wanted to get out of the industry that I was in working. I wanted a job in video because I was good at it. And I, and I knew I could make a difference in video. That was one of my goals was to get good enough at video to where a company would look at me and say, hey, we want to hire this guy for stability, you know, for the ability to work in video production. 15 years later, I've made a lot of relationships, like you were talking about, Greg, and, and, and I've made tons of relationships with people, built a lot of community over the years, and I've worked with some of the best companies in the world. Had that had I not taken that step to do this, and I had a lot going against me. I mean, everybody knows about you know my recent surgery. I mean, I dealt with a lot through that time. But I, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of that it factor. One of the things that I could do very well is I could talk, you know, and I could present in a way that it made people feel like they could understand what I was saying, and I wasn't talking down to them. And I actually was able to explain things in a way that they could learn from. And I think that was my, I think that was my draw and that, that just kind of motivated me to do it even more, honestly. And even now 
rebooting the show was not to say, hey, look at us. We're the best broadcasters out there in the world. It was more or less to see, like Marty, you were saying, uh, we're, in a, we're in a time where live streaming is on the rise, right? And there's a lot of guys out there that want to learn how to do this better. And, and we're constantly learning week in and week out. We're fixing things that are broken and we're fixing things that, you know, stepping up. We wanted something to where we could help those individuals. And so if 10 people show up to watch this, well, then 10 people are going to watch it and, and hopefully learn something from it. I think that's the motivation, at least for me, for this show. Honestly, if, if one person learns something, gets something from the show, I feel like I'm accomplished. I feel like whatever we set out to do on that show, we've accomplished. Am, am I am I in present company here? I mean, is that how you guys feel? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to echo what both of you guys said, and you guys said it very, very well. And it's and it kind of dovetails. <laughs> I knew it. I, I had to get that in, uh, but you know, but that's why it's so important to you know again, you know. What do you love? To, what do you love? I mean, it's like it sounds again sounds so simplistic, but if you really want to do this and you love it, you you know, and 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 Stephen, both of you guys brought up a very important part of this too, and that's the whole talent equation as well. And it kind of I'll use a sports analogy. It's like, you know, you might want to be um, Michael Jordan, you know, you might want to play for the NBA, but if you're you know five seven unless you're Spud Webb, you know, <laughs> it's a very rare person. You're probably not going to be a professional basketball player. You probably don't have the skill. You know, you need the, the equipment and you need the skills. And, you know, there are certain things to reach that level. You know, it's a combination of skill and will. Now, you could have all the talent in the world, and, you, and we've, I think we've all seen it. But if you don't maximize your talent and work with it and practice and, and build on that, it's a waste you know and so it's kind of find that mix there that that match where and i always go back to the will part is really really important and and also i'm a big fan of building on your strengths so steven you right you both of you are very good speaking and you know you're very good presenters. i mean greg i know you're experienced presenter and you've given talks and you're very good in that and steven same thing you're you're you have natural skill in that area and so what both of you guys are doing is you're accentuating your strengths. And I'm a big fan of that. I think too many people look at, well, what, you know, what's wrong? And they try to fix all their, all their shortcomings. It's like, okay. And then we're not all good. Like I'm not a, I'm not like a natural athlete. So it's like, okay, big day. If I want to play for, you know, for a recreation, that's fine. You know, but it's like, why don't spend all your time fixing all your flaws Find out what you're, everyone's good at something. Everyone has certain skills and abilities and talents and find that out. And if it mixes with what your interests are, build on that. You know, I'm a big fan of that. And if you do that, there's always a lane that you can occupy, always something that you, that you can do. And if you find, and then you become the go-to, you know? So for me, I love this stuff. I love, and this is why I don't do, I just don't do a lot of on-camera stuff anymore. Cause I love, I love, I love stuff that people don't like to do. I like editing. I like video editing. I like production. I like being behind the scenes. I know Steven, I know you enjoy that too, but you happen to be good in, fr in front of the camera. So I do that. I try to get good at that. And I love it, you know, and 
that's what I do, you know? So, if I, but if I can share that and I, I love doing this because I think anytime you can improve your communication skills, it's good. So I, right. I this is kind of a lot left for me to be able to do that. And if I can share some knowledge along the way, great, you know? Um, so, you know, Marty, I've got two words for you. Two words for Marty. Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> so, there you go. Yes, he's another one. Good example. Charlotte Hornets, baby. <laughs> yeah. All right, so here's the deal. Wake Forest University, Demon Deacons. All right, but uh, here's the deal. The other thing that I know Stephen wants to talk about, because we do do a pre-show um, production meeting, and that is this. Motivation and... Um, desire many times being built off of that community and just like i'll dovetail on what marty said there about accentuating your strengths you then want to flip that over to accentuating the strengths of your community so even as we are here more and more interacting with the community talking chatting honestly in this world of streaming it's not television programs streaming that people can watch on their television look at the best and the best are able to deliver good content with a good production typically and they know how to deal with their audience now when you deal with an audience you're going to deal with two types of people you're going to deal with folks that appreciate you and you're going to deal with folks that hate you for me personally I love them both because, you know, like Steven said, if one person in 14, 13 minutes when we go off the air and we say good night, if one person says, oh, that was daggone good hour, I feel good, I learned something, or I'm inspired, us three, we, we, hit, the, we hit the nail on the head. We hit the ball out of the park for another sports analogy tonight. Um, so that's great. For me, when I finish my hour stream that has taken about eight to 10 hours of pre-production work with this all content, because I have to do the content the day of, so it's relevant. Um, the greatest feeling I get is the last 30, 60 seconds on my outro, when my chat blows up with, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Been waiting for this all day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't watch uh, mainstream news anymore. I just listen to you twice a week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, but here's the second thing that I like, and I turn your disadvantage to an advantage. I commend Stephen Haywood because when he was going through the ordeal with his nose and probably, is it all right if I just be honest? Yeah, Stephen? go ahead, go ahead. You know, probably tough to get on a camera when you, you know, you're having to deal with those health issues. Mm -hmm. And then now you see, Dr. Pimple Popper knocked it out of the park. You look phenomenal. Your health is good, you know, but you didn't quit. Okay. Right. I was born this way. Give me full screen like this. My hand was not chewed off by a pig. Um, there was not a mechanical accident. I was born this way in 1972 left hand. I am a professional piano player by trade. That's right, baby. And he can play. Seven fingers. Now, Stephen was 
referencing earlier about my gaming. I love to play games. I'll be on Warzone tonight, <laughs> and yeah, I'll probably start streaming it yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that before. That. Right, How can I talk right. about Vladimir Putin, and then one minute later, I'm trying to blow up Russia on a video game, okay? This, anyway, here's the deal. Um, I was playing a game one night, and a guy came into my chat and started ripping me in the chat. So I start talking back to him while I'm playing. He's, you know, saying, uh, you play like an old man. Da, 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 da. I said, I'm 49, dude. I'm playing with my kids. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, your movement's too slow. Oh, you've only killed four people. Oh, you're not that good. Da, 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 da. And I zoomed the camera in cause I've got the production and I said, Hey dude, I'm playing on a controller with two fingers. What do you want to talk about? At that moment, he went from my biggest hater to my biggest supporter. Oh my God, man, you're playing that controller with two <laughs> fingers. You're a stud. You see, you turned what was, could have been bad to good. So as you're building your community, don't let haters depress you or lose your motivation. Take it. As a challenge, maybe you need to get better. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe you can use it as motivation. And of course, always the motivation of the lovers. You have lovers and haters. And be thankful for be thankful for both of them. That's he, the moral of the story. He plays better that way than I can play with two good hands. <laughs> I'm that bad. Uh you know, listen. They call me when respawn. You when you do not know any different. <laughs> Right, I, I honestly not an accident. never thought about it when I, I when you told us. I don't I don't know what it would be like. I played very high level baseball. Rawlings made made me my own glove. Uh, Titleist has made me my own golf gloves. I'm pretty good golfer. I'm a musician. We do. It's just when you do not know any different, then there's nothing you can't accomplish. Well, nothing. and. And, and what kind of inspired this a little bit, this, this part of it, was because I've been seeing a lot in different industries. Uh, we've been calling them as content creators, YouTube police. And what it is is a bunch of jealous YouTubers or content creators, whatever you want to call them, going around to different people's channels and saying, oh, you received that for review? Oh, you're sold out. I can't trust anything that your review says. What kind of garbage is that? You need to start looking at it from this perspective. If if a company Thank you. You're welcome. If a company trusts an individual that they are going to be unbiased in a review and sends them a product, whether it's for free, whether they tell you it's for free, whether they get to keep it or not, and what does it matter if they get to keep it? They put in the hard work to do this. Why does that make their review untrustworthy? I mean, I've been getting, I mean, Marty, you know, for years, I've been getting broadcast equipment for review. I go back and forth with the company saying, well, this is broke. This needs fixed. A lot of times it's good beta work for them because you're using it in a real world environment. That's the best way to test this stuff. But I see content creators getting ripped up one side and down the other because of a few, like Greg said, a few content creators who are just jealous instead of putting in the work yourself. Instead yeah, of doing the hard work, right? 
Yeah, I don't. I I think there may be uh, a misinterpretation as far as how this whole thing works, right? For a lot of people, is I, I think the important thing is, you know, people build audiences. You know, it's the influencer economy. You know, we we kind of joke about the word influencer, but it's probably the most apt description. Is like you build up, you become an influencer. All all that means is you're influencing some people. You know, so people look for your opinion, and you influence them because they trust your opinion. I think the key with that, and, and anybody starting a channel, you know, maybe you might be approached by a manufacturer for a review. I think the important thing there is how you approach it. So number one, it's it's a FTC regulation. You have to be, you have to disclose, right? So disclose, disclose, disclose. Be transparent. You know, if you're getting free product for review, be transparent that you got that free, that you didn't, either you paid for it or you, or you got it for free. Be transparent how you're doing the review. You know, are you doing it? Uh, is there a company requiring something? I would never take a product where a company required me to to do a review in a certain way. Agreed. That would be the line, uh, a line too, you know, far, right? But I think the important thing is just be real transparent with the audience. That's how you build trust. That's just how it works. I mean, people are going to send you stuff. That's fine. I have no problem taking in a product for review. And even uh, a company giving you a product, sometimes they do a review unit, you do a review and you send it back. Sometimes it's free of charge and you, and you can keep it. Um, and then just be transparent. It's like, I got this free unit. The company is no way influencing me. They're not reviewing the review before I, I say my piece. And if you work with company, you know, the way you tell is if you work with a company that is not, you know, requesting that you do a favorable review, then you know you got a good partner. And also you got a good partner with the audience, you know, and you're building that reputation, but that's part of the deal. So if people are complaining and say, oh, I can't trust your, I know we talked about this pre-show, I can't trust your review because you got it for free. Eh, I don't buy it. I mean, unless you gave the audience a reason not to trust you, but if you're being transparent, that's on them. I mean, if they're that, if like, they're not going to give you a chance. I mean, that's guys, if you don't understand how that works, this is how it works. So look for the people that are transparent and go from there. Yeah, next Thursday, we're going to be reviewing Haynes jockey shorts <laughs> in full transparency, um, comfort, oh boy. durability. That's called a tease in the business. <laughs> well, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, here's the thing. You have guys, and I don't even want to call them influencers. You have guys that are using these products day in and day out. It's easier to give it to somebody that's using that can get the most out of it because they're going to give you the most influence. Marty, we won't say the camera company's name, but we got cameras uh, from a company. They were PTZ cameras. When compared to the PTZ optics cameras at the time, and I hadn't, I wasn't working for the company at the time. Um, we both got on a call together and I says, I can't review this camera. <laughs> and you were like, yeah, I don't I was, know if I, I can surprised. use this. Because yep. of what it cost. And we kindly said to the company, we're like, we can't do a review of this. Um, I, in fact, I gave mine away to somebody else. Uh, not wasn't Greg. I gave it to somebody else here locally. Um, for what they needed it for, it works great. It yep. will absolutely 100% work great. And a lot of content creators with stuff, like Greg said to you earlier, I don't go around announcing this stuff. But if I get certain things for review that, I, it's just not something I'm going to use, or it's not something that um, is going to fit into my workflow. I give them, I give it away to people, 
And I know a lot of content creators who get accused of stuff. They give their stuff away. They give it to charity. They give it to the Boys and Girls Club, especially in the arcade industry. I know at least one guy who's a good friend of mine. Schools. I've been working with our school. And um, I've been going on on behalf of them to companies saying, hey, they could really use this. Our school's gotten set up with lots and lots of money worth of equipment for free uh, to better their their education. I've been going in volunteering my time. So – before you know you if you see people going around at, at that think about it there's a reason that they're in these positions and and you don't always see what's going on behind the scenes of of what's happening but i know marty both of us we could say you know with that camera we couldn't we could not give an honest like come on there and say how great it was because it really wasn't it was overpriced. It did not yeah, compare it to what we were other PTZ camera that we were using. Yeah, we was, we, yeah. we couldn't we couldn't do that. And Brad wants to know if you're modeling next week. Me? Yeah, you said yeah, about the I'm gonna uh, model. I'm gonna model the Hange drawers and um, somebody up here earlier. I think it was. Oh, um, oh hang on a second, because I want to answer. That. Oh, Rainwater was, was talking Al, about no, about Al, you. Al Evsiman. Ev- Oh yeah! Brad, don't encourage him. He said, "I can see Greg playing Elton John." Um, so I do play Elton. I play Billy Joel and my favorite Bruce Hornsby. Um, played a lot of music actually with his brother down in Virginia. Wonderful musicians. But I'm thinking we could have a Haynes Elton moment. <laughs> well, you go right ahead. We'll sit here and we'll we'll yeah. we'll cheer you on from the sidelines, but. Um, let's so, okay. We got one other question here before we got to wrap this up. Um, cause I want to make sure we, we end on time as quick as we can. Um, how does that work? Brad, Papa Brad's gaming says content creators contact companies to review things. How does the conversation start? Um, not all the time. If you're a good content creator, you don't have to reach out to anybody. In fact, in the beginning, I'll, I'll state this in the beginning, and this is how it worked for me. I contacted companies that made iPhone cases. iPhone was the biggest buzz in the beginning because it was a brand new phone. And what I would do is I would review that iPhone case, CES 2011. There was a whole wing of iPhone and iPad cases. And what I did was I contacted them for one case. It was an $11 case. And I reviewed that thing, video and all. I reviewed that as if it was a $100,000 product. And what I mean by that, I didn't lie about it. I talked about its shortcomings, and I talked about its, its, its pros. What I mean by that is I took the production time that I would have done for a $100,000 product, and I did it for that stupid little iPhone case. Word got around. The video got around. Other companies started contacting me on it. Again, it was quality over quantity. I see guys punch out five, six videos a week, and they look like garbage. And they wonder why companies don't want to do anything with them. I mean, you got to look at that. This is a company's reputation on on the line here. So um, just like our guest last week, remember, he said there's some people out there that aren't doing quality content. He wanted to look up what we we're doing because that's Netgear's mm-hmm. reputation or two weeks ago. Excuse me. That's their reputation. So. The other thing you can do is go out to the trade shows. If you're in the arcade industry, get out there to those gaming conventions. The, the companies need to see that you're not just a internet fly-by-night person. 
if that makes sense. You're not just out for free product. A lot of these guys that want to review stuff, they just want free product. I went, I paid with my own money, went out to CES 2011. I went to NAB, my first one. I, I paid my way out the second time. I got sponsored, I think it was almost $2,000. So we ate for free out there. We paid for our, our flights and my crew that went with me, I shared the wealth. We had $2,000 that we ate. And in Vegas, it's expensive for, for some good food. You know, we, we, for a whole week, you know, that paid for our food and, and other things like as we're walking around drinks and things like that, that, you know, we needed, but it, it, you shouldn't have to necessarily beg a company. If you're doing that, you look desperate. I'm just going to go there. I'm just going to be honest. Well, you know, let your content speak for itself. If you guys want to add to that before we got to wrap, that's. No, I think you're spot on. And I'll just wrap it up by saying, you know, if even if you're streaming from your mom's basement and she's bringing you Doritos, <laughs> you're not going to be reviewing products if that's the image, you, you know. So do what Steven said, you know, be professional, do the best job you can do. And as you do that and you build a community, I'm going back to the same thing I said earlier. Do not chase money. You'll never right. catch it. Do not chase viewers. You'll never find them. Invest in yourself, invest in your equipment, invest in your message, and invest in your community. And then your community will find you and money will find you. It really will. Yeah, the only th other thing I'll add among everything that was said here is transparency just be real transparent mm -hmm. as far as how you got the product all the reviews being done that builds trust with the audience they know that you are doing it honestly that's the to me that's the number one thing and and manufacturers will find you because they'll they will appreciate the honesty and the transparency even even if it's an energy drink that they send out to you um if you guys and i'm being serious here if you go look on my social I put out there that New Tech sent this to me. They didn't ask for a review. This is something they're doing as a promotional, so don't go looking in your supermarket thinking you're going to find one of these. Um, as a New Tech TriCaster owner, I thought it was really cool. They had a little competition that if you took a picture of your setup and uh, you put it on your social channels, that uh, you'd be in the running for this. So I was really, uh, you know, I was really appreciative. They they picked me. They reached out to me and said, "Hey, we want to send you two of these." So. For me, it's kind of a novelty, right? If you're a Star Wars collector and you get that special Star Wars trinket that you put in your studio or game room or whatever, for me, that's what this is. So I have the other one. You can kind of see it sitting right there. I can see it right there. So for me, so that's, the that's what that is. second one you have on your shelf will not be opened? It's not going to be opened. Uh, this one's pretty dinged up. That's why I decided to open this one. Um, but I'll probably even keep the can here. I'll, I'll rinse it out just because again, it's, it's, oh. you're not going to find this anywhere. It's just it's something for novelty. The next time I'm in the studio with you, don't turn oh, your back. <laughs> Watch out. I'm going to suck it down, baby. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's a lot of energy in that thing, but, um, but yeah, don't, 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 I saw the Papa Brad's gaming there where he called it, you know, he's like, I just want to show, I don't know where that, that comment came from where people call are called shills man we could get into a whole nother show on this but uh, um don't don't look at it as 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 shilling look at it as somebody's somebody has gotten to the point where they're well respected by a company in an area that they're receiving a product that they can review in all honesty so that you don't have to spend your hard-earned money to go and buy and find out that it's a piece of trash 
just that's the reality okay and without stuff like that just like this man boy you take a drink of this this is going to knock your socks off that thing is Steven, like ultra high one one final word to brad you can absolutely because he he wants you to oh al can't wait for you to model that next week he said what's wrong with the Ritos? nothing baby <laughs> <laughs> they're right here go. Oh boy! <laughs> and party size I, too. Listen, I'm not you talking about them. That's I'm it. eating them. <laughs> not just any Doritos, but you're serious party size. So you know, you're, hey. you're serious. My son and I destroyed those. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Greg Terry. I know we went five minutes over, but uh, YouTube.com/slash The Greg Terry Experience. Thank you, Stephen. Great show. Enjoyed it, Marty. Look forward to the next one. And uh, thank all of you guys for joining us tonight. This is getting bigger and better all the time. And this was a really good topic tonight. Enjoyed it. Appreciate you on here. And Mr. Marty McFadden, podjam.tv. You can check him out if you need some podcasting production or just stingers or intros, things like that. Hit him up. I know you guys do a lot of video. He's your guy. Absolutely. You. And Steven and Greg, good show as always. Thank you very much. It was it was very enjoyable. It was. It was yes. nice. nice to do a round table kind of uh like you said it was it was relaxing but i felt like we were in the zone uh but guys i hope you appreciated this if you wouldn't mind hit the like subscribe do all that good stuff on all the channels here uh, so you don't miss an episode if you do have to go we also have it podcasted so if you want to listen to it on your way to work tomorrow and maybe you came in at the last minute and you want to listen to it this is a show you don't really need to watch you can kind of listen to it and get the gist well, maybe when I did the energy drink, you may want to watch that part. But for all and intents and purposes, the oh, and the Haynes cameo. Yeah, Haynes, the Haynes yeah. cameo. Um, <laughs> but you guys can do that. Uh, we always appreciate shares and sending it out, all that good stuff. So, guys, we will be back uh, next week with some more. And like I said, in two weeks, the week of the 18th, there won't be any shows that week. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm going hunting with my brother. We're going to. We're going to hit that hard, So, but then we'll be back for the following week. And that should be, uh, we should be good. We might have to fix the schedule a little bit for Thanksgiving week. I will say that because Thanksgiving's on a Thursday. So we may have to bump it to uh, Wednesday or a Tuesday that week so we can do it. If not, we may cancel for that. So other than that, I think we're good till the end of the year. And then uh, we, we usually take off two weeks between Christmas and New Year's so I can do renovations in the studio and uh fix things that might be broken that I've neglected. So guys appreciate it until next time. Keep it buzzing.